0: Jeremiah 315, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living, preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset, we hope you are blessed by the word of God and may your life never be the same.
1: Uh, We're going to talk about a very important element for your life. You know, man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in the body. Okay, man is a spirit, so the real you is a spirit. And you have a soul and you live in your body. So just as your natural body requires, your natural body can do without certain things. But there's some things that your natural body can also not do, cannot do without. Some things you can do without, but there's some things you cannot do without naturally. I mean, naturally you probably can do without food for some days. Naturally, naturally speaking, you can do without food for some days. And some of you need to do away with some food without food for <laughs> some days. <laughs> you understand? Naturally speaking, you can do without buying some new clothes. Some of you can do without buying some new clothes for about a year. Yes. I mean you have enough to recycle around. Some of you can do without new shoes for about two years. You have enough to 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 go around you know you can do without water for maybe a couple of hours maybe you can do without it naturally speaking for a couple of hours but one thing that you cannot do naturally speaking and it's essential for your for your minute to minute every day survival is oxygen, mm-hmm.
2: oxygen.
1: yeah you, you cannot stop breathing mm mm I, I mean, you stop breathing for about 30 seconds a minute, you begin to, if you, if you if you, stop breathing for even about 30 seconds to a minute, the oxygen supply to your brain will begin to be low. <clears throat> and suddenly you begin to feel dizzy. You begin to pass out. That is why the ability to breathe, the ability to maintain oxygen is so crucial. So even in this pandemic, so even in this pandemic, you will see that, uh, uh, when I say pandemic, I mean, Corona, COVID-19, you see that the severity of COVID-19 is determined by your oxygen level.
3: Mm. Sure.
1: So if somebody comes to the emergency room and, and he has COVID, we know he has COVID. That's, I, mean, that's, I mean, it's almost about 20% in New now. You know he has COVID. The test is positive. But you put an oxygen monitor on the person and the person is breathing around 94, 95%. No big deal, go home. Go bring some lemon tea, hot tea. <laughs> Take some vitamins. Don't forget your chloroquine. Yeah, you just, you know, you'll know, you be fine. But if somebody comes, they say, uh, but the oxygen level is below 90. Mm. Then it's a problem. Mm. Oh. Because we know that you need the oxygen to breathe. So then because of that, they have to get you in the hospital mm. and try to improve your oxygen level by whatever means, including so giving you supplemental oxygen. So you find that the the the, uh, the prognosis or how well you live or die is dependent on your ability to oxygenate. Why? Right? Mm. So when you can oxygenate, so it doesn't even really matter the disease process. Once you can oxygenate, you are good. But once you cannot oxygenate, then it's a problem. Mm. So it means that the human body needs oxygen. Oxygen is essential to survive. One time. Uh one uh, one time um um a mother was advising her daughter. Her daughter was the daughter was trying to be rude and wayward. And her daughter was trying to, you know, see you know how how one girls become rude and wayward, sleeping around, I mean sleeping with boys. Wait. You know. Hmm. So the mother got angry and I mean the mother called and said, Look, what is this? So well, well, I like boys. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it without boys. Hey. Boys are not oxygen. Hey. Hey. I can't do without boys. Jesus is Lord. Am I telling them that boys are not oxygen? You don't need boys. Boy. You don't need a boy to live. Hmm. So don't come and tell me that I, I need a boy. <laughs> That's what the mom told her. That you can't come and tell me that I need a boy because boys are, a boy is not an oxygen. <laughs> yes. You can do without it. And at your age, you should do without it for a long time. Pray!
3: <laughs> <laughs> for
1: you know, a long time. For a long time. Because it's no oxygen. You understand? But the human body needs oxygen. Without oxygen, you cannot survive. In the same way, in the same way, the Bible said that man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in the body. And the spirit man, the spirit man, the real you, Cannot survive without prayer. Mm. Just as oxygen is vital to the human body, so is prayer vital to your spirit, man.
2: You are saying, Amen.
1: "Hallelujah!" Amen. Amen. So, from, for the, for the next couple of weeks, I'm holding this book by Bishop Dagwood Moss. If you are watching me on Facebook, you are watching me live on Zoom. It's a very important book. Get this book, and we are going to talk about how to pray. Because mm. praying, I mean, praying is not optional. That's right.
3: Bye.
1: Praying is not optional. <laughs> it's not a look. I pray if I want to pray. No, no, that's not optional. Praying has never been optional. It is essential. You can't say that I'll breathe if I want to breathe. If like, you close your nose like this and see how long you will last. Somebody try it at home. Don't do it now because if you do it now, you hear my preaching. But after I preach preaching, hey, after I finish, you can hold your nose and see how long you can last. <laughs> yeah. So it's not about, it's not optional. Praying has never been optional. It is essential. Why is praying? You see, it's we are going to talk about how to pray. I'm not talking about why you should pray. As of why, if you don't know why you should pray, then you have to go back to first grade. <laughs> we are going to talk about how to pray, but why? Why should you pray? Like I said, it's, it's like, just let oxygen is vital to the body, so is prayer vital to the spirit, the real you. Why you should pray? That is why Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ said that men always ought to pray. <laughs> not that men sometimes should pray. Not that men sometimes should pray. Say Men always ought to pray. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. In other words, just like men always ought to breathe. Otherwise they will faint. Men always ought to breathe. Otherwise they will faint. In the same way, he's, he's speaking about that men always ought to pray and not to faint. It right. means that not praying will make you faint. In the hey. same way, in, not praying will make you faint. In the same way that if you stop breathing, you will faint. Mm. You are preaching. Right. Preach. There's no mystery to it. It means that the day you stop praying, you will faint. Hmm. So Just okay. like the day you stop breathing, you will faint. Mm. You will faint. Because you are going to get hypoxic. Hypoxemia. Decrease blood supply to the brain. Suddenly everything, everything becomes cloudy. Because you need oxygen to leak. That's right. So he said men always ought to pray and not to faint. And you know, when you read Revelation, the book of Revelation, you will understand why Jesus Christ said that. Okay. You understand why he said that men ought to pray and not to faint. Look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12.
4: Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought in his angels, and prevailed not neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time.
1: Amen. Amen. Hold, hold. Let's look at it here. The Bible says, you know, verse, 12, verse 12, the Bible says that there was war, war in heaven. And Satan and a third of his angels were cast down. And when they were cast down, as soon as they were cast down from heaven, the Bible says in verse 12, that suddenly there was peace in heaven. There was peace in heaven. And the Bible said that, therefore rejoice ye heavens, okay, in heaven. Therefore rejoice ye heavens, okay? And, and, and there that dwell in them, be happy. But it didn't end there. They say that war, war, war means trouble. Why? War means problems. The boy. War means issues. It says war to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. War to those on earth and on the sea. It means that there is peace established in heaven but trouble on earth and sea, because that guy has come here.
2: Jesus is Lord.
1: Mm. Woe. You see, and I was wondering that, why didn't God say only woe to the inhabitants of the earth? Because if we have said woe to the heaven of the earth, then we can when you go into the sea, you will not have the devil. So all of us will go and migrate and live on the sea. But now, whether do you live on the sea or in the earth? Okay. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, because some some of us will have escaped to live on the sea. But it says woe to the inhabitants of the sea and the earth, OK? For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. So it means that the reason why we need to pray is that we are living in an earth whereby we have a devil who is very angry. Mm, time. So you cannot live without being aware of him.
2: I God. They are preaching. I'm
1: preaching. Maybe, maybe, may, maybe when they are able to develop the new space shift, Whereby we can carry everybody to the moon. Because I don't see the moon here. So maybe when you go to the moon, you don't need to pray. But once yeah. you're on Earth, <laughs> maybe the day that they can take us to Mercury and Venus, then fine. But yeah. planet Earth and the sea. And the sea. Once you're on planet Earth, is he, the devil is here. I don't know whether the devil, the devil is in Mars. I don't know whether he's in Jupiter. Because I don't see it. But on Earth, the Bible says he's on Earth it's in the sea. <laughs> so it means that once you occupy this area, you will need to pray. So mm-hmm. so, so, prayer is vital to your survival. Just like oxygen is vital to the body, so it's prayer to your spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said amen. Mm-hmm. And I want to say something about prayer also. That look, prayer is a privilege okay? Prayer is a privilege. It's a privilege. Why do I say it's a privilege? You see, to have the ability to speak to an important person is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Go there. Go there. It's
1: actually a privilege. God has given us a privilege. You see, so, so to be able to, because you see, if I give you an important person's phone number that I can call the person, don't you think it's a privilege? It's a privilege. Yes. So prayer is a privilege. And we should be grateful for the ability to pray. We should be grateful that God has given us the power to pray because it is a privilege. It is a privilege to call on a supernatural God to deal with our natural in the in our, our natural affairs and our natural deficiencies.
3: And it's time the church begins to believe in prayer. Yeah. Prayer. It's a privilege. One guy said, one guy said that you see
1: more on your knees than you see standing on your feet. Or you go far on your knees
3: than you go standing on your feet. Because prayer is a privilege. Prayer works. Prayer works. How it works, you may not understand, but prayer works. see, and
1: prayer is also a mystery. And when something is a mystery, it means you don't understand it well. But I tell you, prayer works. Just let's stand by the Bible that without prayer, you will faint, just like without oxygen. If you don't understand anything about prayer, just remember what I told you. Your body needs oxygen. Your spirit, man, the real man needs prayer. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And life on Mm -hmm. earth here, Life, life on earth here cannot be sustained without, you cannot sustain your life on earth here with prayer. That is why Jesus said we ought to pray otherwise you will faint. And the reason was in Revelation because the devil has been cast down, so war, trouble. Mm. I don't think, in fact, there'll be no need for you and I to pray when we go to heaven. There's no need. How are you going to pray in heaven? There's no need. There'll be no need. But once on earth, we need to pray. Hallelujah amen i said hallelujah amen and 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 i want us to believe in prayer that's what that's what that's what we're going to talk about how to pray you see you must believe in prayer because prayer works and 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 let's move away from let's try and move away from prayer becoming a ritual you know sometimes prayer can become a ritual it's ritualistic that's something that you do you do. You, you are going through the motions. No prayer is not going through the motions. Prayer is an active, active process of of um, uh, a finite man talking to an invisible God and believing it. If then, if that, if it doesn't work, if if we don't believe, then why pray? Why pray? Why waste your time? Why let prayer become like a ritual? We are going through, like I'm going through the emotions. Prayer should not be like you are going through the emotions. Pray to God, like you are talking to somebody who answers prayer. And God answers prayer,
4: yes,
1: He does. Amen. 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 God answers prayer, He's a prayer answering God, yes, He's a prayer, as God answers prayer, He's a prayer. Answering God, so let us come to Him in faith, believing and praying. Because I tell you, prayer works. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah.
4: Amen. Amen.
1: So, so don't don't let prayer become like a routine or mm. a ritual. Mm. Let 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 us begin to believe in prayer that it is active and it works and it is essential for our survival. Just like if I can't breathe, I can't live. One of the slogans that came in this way, I can't breathe. You know, it's amazing how I can't breathe became a slogan. Maybe we should change. I can't pray." This was a slogan. Wow. <laughs> That's a good idea. And I can't breathe became a national slogan. I can't breathe. It became a national slogan. I can't breathe. Mm. And all of us were saying, so if I can't breathe, it's a so again, and i'm not against it's probably true because we can't breathe it's a problem if you can't breathe it's a problem then i can't pray it's also a problem preaching <laughs> 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 hallelujah amen so let's believe in prayer prayer works and god answers prayer amen, amen. amen. god is real okay god is real in fact just before I before I continue, just turn to the person in the box next to you. Say that, look, God is real. God, God is, is real. real. God is real. Okay. I don't I, see if God is not real. If God is not, if God does not, if God is not real, then we are wasting our time. God is real, and let us believe that God is real, and God answers prayer.
4: Yes.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In First Kings chapter eighteen, verse twenty. Uh, 20 first Kings chapter eighteen, verse twenty-seven. God is real. Let's look at 1 Kings eighteen.
4: First Kings chapter 18, verse 27. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is it, or he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth
1: and must be awakened. Amen. Can you look at this verse in the, in the modern version, maybe like New Living Translation or, or maybe an NIV so you can understand. Okay. New Living Translation. Or NIV, you know, in the
4: modern NIV. version, yes. Okay. Um, NIV, verse 27. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely, he is a God. Perhaps he is Deep in thought, or busy, or traveling,
1: maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. Amen. Yeah, you know, pursuing this is Elijah and, and, and Elijah and the and 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 the, and the prophets of Baal. Elijah said, cha- "Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal look, let the God who answers by fire, let the God who answers by fire, let him be God." Mm-hmm. In other words, in other words, somebody is not God. Or you should not worship a god who does not answer. Mm-hmm. You should not trust a god who cannot answer. Preach, a god right. who cannot speak. So Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal. He said, "You, you say your god is a god. I say my god is a god of god. Okay, then let's draw the battle line. Let the god who answers by fire let him be god. Mm. Because, so far as Elijah is concerned, God is alive, God is well, and God answers prayer."
2: Right now, yes. that's it. That's yeah. No, it's like
1: no challenge. I'm not going to argue with you. So let's stop arguing. Let's stop arguing. Let us call. Let 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 us challenge. Let us challenge the enemy. Let us challenge the devil. That the God who answers by fire, let him be God. Mm. Mm. Like I said, look, I'm tired of arguing with you guys. Let us let let us draw the battle. So he brought the people, and they called on their God. The Bible said they called their God from morning till evening. Zero. Will... In uh, Maybe your God is asleep. Oh, wake him up. Shake. He said, he told them, shout louder. Hmm. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's busy. He
4: has eaten.
1: Maybe he's, in fact, the King said, maybe he's pursuing. That word pursuing his toilet. Maybe your God has gone to the toilet. <laughs> maybe he's going to the toilet. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> you were just taunting them. Let him answer. Maybe he's asleep. In other words, a God who can go to sleep, a God who cannot, a God who can go to sleep, a God who can travel, a God who's not—it's not a God worthy to be said. So Elijah challenged them, and I tell you, it's time we begin to believe in God that God, God answers prayer. Let the world know. Let's challenge the world that we have a God who answers prayer. That's it.
3: Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. 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 Yeah. Bishop says a story of a guy. We tells tell us a story of a guy who went to his hometown in Africa, you know, Africa. In Africa, they don't have public bathrooms like here. It, not, not all Africa, some parts in Africa. Please don't disgrace Africa. <laughs> <laughs> in some parts of Africa, they don't have public bathroom. So even if you are traveling on a journey and you want to Ubi, you ask the bus driver stop and go by the roadside and you do your best. Roadside. So this guy went to his hometown in Africa. And he wanted to pee, but there's no public bathroom. So in those places, there's no public bathroom. What people normally do is that, they, you know you find a corner somewhere and you do your best, you pee there. So this guy wanted to pee. So he started, stand, stood in the corner of a house and was starting to pee. And he was in between two hours and there was a, there was a little, a, a rock, a rock there, you know, like a piece of rock. So the guy started peeing on the rock.
3: Hey. And
1: as he was peeing on the rock, suddenly the people in the neighborhood started shouting, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! Stop, stop, stop!" Stop, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop, stop! Hey, stop! You can't do that. <laughs> and you know how you, you know how it is when you are peeing. When you start, you can't stop. You know that when you are really peeing, you, 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 <laughs> you must finish. I must finish the
2: work.
1: It is one of the reflections that when you start, you can't stop. You <laughs> have to finish. So the guy tried, couldn't stop. So he was amazed. So, so he was wondering why they were screaming and shouting at him. That stuff stopped up. They asked why. He said, Listen to me. They said, Listen to us. You are peeing. The stone that you are peeing on and He said, God. You are peeing on our God. Hey! You hey. so know, yeah. some parts of the world, some parts of the world, they worship stones, they worship trees, they worship <laughs> rivers. So the people in this village, what, the, the stone was their God. So it's like, You are peeing on our God. Yeah, God didn't speak
0: that one, so. And the guy
1: was saying that. And in the, in the guy I was thinking, he said, "I they were beating him. We were just thinking <laughs> in his head." If a, a god who cannot complain when somebody spews on him is not a god worth serving. Not a god at all. <laughs> if in a human being somebody spews on you, you get you get angry and slap the person. So if you say you are a god and I can pee on you, then you are not a god. So Elijah, so Elijah told them, "Look, a god who cannot answer is not god." Amen. Amen. So we must believe that God answers prayer. Hallelujah.
0: Amen.
1: Yeah. When you look at Psalm 91 verse 15. Psalm 91 verse 15. Show that scripture. Psalm 90, I'm going to show you some scriptures.
2: Psalm
1: 91 verse 15. James,
4: please. 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. He said, He shall what?
2: Call he upon shall me.
1: call upon me and I will what?
3: And answer
1: him. him. Not that I may. I will. He said, He shall call upon me. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. In other words, God said that if you call on me, I will answer. I am a God who answers prayer. I'm not a stone God that you can pee on and nothing will happen.
3: Hmm.
1: He shall call upon me and I will answer. Hallelujah. Let's look at Isaiah mm. chapter 58 verse 9. I'll show you the scriptures. Isaiah 58 verse 9.
4: Isaiah chapter 58 verse 9. Read then it. shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity.
1: Amen. He said, then shalt thou call then shall thou call and the lord uh, thou, shall and the lord okay and then shall thou call okay and the lord the, and not that the lord may it's not that the lord may answer or the lord the lord will possibly answer the word that you see there is the word shall shall not no may that shall call and the lord shall answer not that the lord may answer so those who say that God may answer your prayer, no, shall answer. Luke chapter eleven, Luke chapter eleven, verse
2: nine.
1: Luke chapter eleven,
4: verse nine. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you; seek, and ye shall find;
1: knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. Are you seeing the word there again? The, the, we are looking at the English. We are looking at the English word "shall." When it comes to prayer, God, God's response is "shall," and I say unto you, ask, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and you shall be opened. The word that is "shall" it's English language. "Shall" is committed, obligatory. I will do it. That. If you went to school, even after, um, unless your unless your English is not good, when somebody says "shall," when they say "I shall come," see, what, the moment you use the word "shall," it's commitment. Yeah, definitely. What is it, English language? Those of you are students. What is it? Is it I mean, <laughs> that's, that's there's a term for it. I mean, I think article. <laughs> whatever it is, my wife, my wife can, my wife is not near that, one. she give me the right definition.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm a science student, so I don't. But I know, I know, English, you have committed. <laughs> Shall means committed. So so when I say that, when when you tell somebody, I may come. You see, when you say, I may come, and you don't come, it's not a big deal. Because I I, I didn't commit. I said, I may. But when you say, I shall come, you better have a good reason for not coming. (laughs) Because once you use the word shall, you are committed. That is why. That is why you see. Uh, uh, that is why. When, that is why when we are we are we are, we are being witness, we say, "And the two shall be one, shall be one," because you are expected to be one. So if you are if you are married and you are not one, then you are not married because in marriage the two shall be one. So if there's no one, then you know, then there's no real. <laughs> then the thing didn't work. <laughs> mm. And God says that when it comes to prayer. My response is a shall mm. I shall, not that I may, not that, I, not that possibly, but I shall knock and it shall be opened. So, so what I'm trying to say that we must come to God with this understanding of prayer. Now, the reason for this series, okay, the reason for this teaching on how to pray. You see, I'll give you the reason. The reason for this teaching, how to pray, is that we know that God is committed to answering prayer. We know. But I am sure somebody, some of us listening here, uh in this, in tonight's series, said about them. Not right. And I pray I said, the prayer God did not answer. I am sure, I'm sure, I'm sure amongst us, all of us have some prayer that God did not answer. Or we thought he did not answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God answered.
1: But he said, I shall. So what happened? Or what happened? You know, what happened? How come? So, so how come? How come that I did not get that answer? How come that I did not get the answer to the prayer? When he said in his word, when he said in his word that, it shall. So what happened to the shop? I can give you a simple analogy, a simple illustration. When when you call somebody, a simple illustration, when you call somebody and you don't get you don't get any response, there are certain possibilities. Okay, when you call somebody and you don't get any response, there are certain possibilities. Number one, either you called the wrong number. <laughs> Do you get me? Yes. It's likely, you call, it's either you called the wrong number or you thought you were calling, but the call was blocked. Mm-hmm. Okay? You thought you were calling, but the call was blocked or you called the wrong number. Or, number three, the person does not want to talk to you because she has a problem with you. Whoa. Leave the message. That is why you leave the message. <laughs> so it's either you called the wrong number or the call did not go through or the person refuses to answer because he has a problem with you. Yeah. So how God says I shall. So I want us to look into how to get the al-shah? How? So, we, what, what for for the next couple of weeks, we are going to look into how to get how to get hundred percent answers to your prayers because the word there is shah. Shah means hundred percent. Amen. <laughs> how many are interested to how many how many want to know how to get hundred mm-hmm. percent? Yeah, you know when it, when when it comes to when it comes to prayer, you don't need a pass. You don't need fifty percent. Try and get hundred percent. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's look at how. Like I said, if you call somebody and you don't get a response, either the call didn't go through or you called the wrong number or the person you have a problem with the person and the person doesn't want to talk to you. Hallelujah. Amen. May God answer our prayers. Amen. Amen. Number 1. Number 1. How? How to get answers to your prayers? Okay. How? Steps. Steps to hundred percent. We are talking about steps now. Steps. How to get answer? Hundred percent. How to get hundred percent answers to your prayers? Number one. Number. The first thing I want to talk about is that learn to pray for yourself. Okay. Number one. One. Learn to pray for yourself. Step number one. Learn to pray for yourself. Uh, 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 Reverend, why are you saying that? Listen to me. Listen to me. It is good for you see, it is good for somebody to pray for you, but don't leave your prayer life in the hands of others. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't leave your yes, it's good for a pastor to pray for you. See, a lot of Christians have left their prayer life in, into the hands of prophets
3: mm.
1: and pastors. No. Number one, you must learn how to pray. Jesus said, Jesus said that when you pray, he didn't say when they pray for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody hearing me? Yes, he said, when you pray, not when they pray for you. He said, you should knock, not, not that they should knock for you. <laughs> he said, you should seek, not that they should seek for you. So, yes. Listen to me. Don't get me wrong. It is good for a prophet to pray for you. After all, God told Abraham to go and see. Ahimelech to pray for him. It is good for a prophet to pray for you. It is good for a pastor to pray for you. And we are not. I'm, I'm not against it. I, I I like praying for people. I mean, I like it when Bishop prays for me, and I like praying for people because the, my prayer works. But more importantly, more important then the number one steps to getting you as you must learn to pray for yourself. Be a Christian who can pray for yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And, and that is simple. And that is simple because, you see, let me let, let, let me be honest with you. Let, that, that is simple. People are not people. see, you may think somebody is praying for you when the person is sleeping. <laughs> yes. You may think somebody is praying for you when the person is just on a vacation. So, the first thing you must learn is learn to pray for yourself. I mean, I mean, if you're like a pastor, a pastor, like somebody like a, a pastor, if I, if I, I'm, I'm using myself as an example. I don't depend on prayer warriors to pray for me. No, 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 I don't. I don't at all. I pray for myself. If prayer warriors pray for me, if the prayer warriors are praying for me, I take it as supplementary. You see, begin to take other people's prayers for you as supplementary, extra. <laughs> but you are primarily, listen to me carefully,
3: you are primarily responsible for your prayer life. You want it, pray for it yourself. I'm, I'm not kidding you. You really want it, pray for it yourself. Take other people's prayers as supplementary, as extra. Learn to pray
1: for yourself. That's where we begin. Learn to pray, you know, I will quit. I, I, I will say that, um, I, I, once again, I'm giving you another, uh, another example. Take your prayer life, you see, Take your prayer life like your health. Okay? Take you because I can only give your health as an example because I'm a, I'm a doctor. Take your prayer life like your
3: health. You are primarily responsible for your health. The doc, yes, you go to the you
1: you, you go to see the doctor for for for, for 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 your health issues. And the doctor can help you. And the doc, a doctor can help you with your health. But at the end of the day, you are the one who's primarily responsible for your health. When I say you are primarily responsible for your health, what I'm trying to say is that you are responsible you are responsible for what you eat. You are responsible for the way you exercise. You are responsible for the way you conduct yourself. In other words, the primary caretaker of your health is you. That is why even when you go and see the doctor with a problem, he gives you a prescription. But after he has written the prescription, he does not force you to, to put the medicine in your mouth. You are responsible to put the medicine in your mouth. The only time, the only time that we supervise people to take the medication. See, the only time that uh, you, you supervise somebody to take his medicine is when the person has a mental problem. The, you know, The person is crazy. So he can't, he can't think about it. So you stand there and put the medicine in your mouth. You give them water, and then you open their mouth to whether they have swallowed the pill. Because the person is crazy, but I don't know. A normal human being, you don't supervise. You must take it. So you are responsible for your health. The doctor may help you. The doctor may guide you, but primarily, you are responsible for your health. That is why even when you go, when you are going for surgery, when you are going to do any surgery, even though you need a surgery, they will give you a form a consent form, sign for a consent form. You must agree. Mm-hmm. And if, if for any reason you don't want it, you can say, you can decline it. You can say, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And once you say you don't like it, nobody can force you. That's why you don't know. You can actually walk away. It's called AMA, Against Medical Advice. You can walk out, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, nobody can come and catch you. And the reason why you can walk away is because you are primarily responsible for your health. In the same way, you are primarily responsible for your prayer. Somebody may guide you. Somebody may pray for you. But the first step to other, be responsible for your prayer. What I want to tell you is that if anything is important to you, learn to pray for it yourself.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. That's number one. And stop, you see, and I'll say another thing: Stop asking questions like "When will God do something about this?" "When will God do something about this?" See, "When will God do something about it?" Stop asking "When will God do something about it?" When you have not prayed about it. Mm. Preaching. I'm tired of this. When will God do something about it? You're tired about it. Doesn't change it. Have you prayed about it? Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
3: But number
1: one, everybody listen to me carefully. You are responsible. Look, any, anyway, you know, I can say it in a, like bishop. Saying, I say, I can say it in another way. See, some pastors want to look very powerful. I can say it in another way to look very powerful. But that, that's not the truth. You know, some pastor, well, you know, if you need real answers, unless I pray for you. You know. You see, I, and you see, when I say that I, the pastor sounds powerful, listen, you need my prayer. You need my protection. Without my protection, I'm going nowhere. You see, when the pastor, say, the pastor sounds powerful and he makes you too dependent on me, but that's a lie.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> Number one, you must pray for yourself. Be responsible for your prayer. That does not mean, you see, that does not mean that a pastor's prayer or property doesn't ca- it carries much. But still, the primary person who must pray is you.
4: That's
1: right. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two. I'm talking about how to get 100%, 100% prayer. number two is that. <laughs> number two so listen to me carefully. Pray When you pray, pray to your heavenly father. Hmm. Who you pray to is important. Who you pray to is important. Who you pray to is important. And the Bible says, when we pray, we should pray to your heavenly father. That's why the Lord's Prayer said that our father, when you pray, you must pray to your heavenly father. And this is very important. Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you. Okay. John chapter 16, verse 23. John
4: chapter 16, verse 23. 23. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to
1: you. Amen. John sixteen twenty three. look at the scripture very well. And in that day, and in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Don't mm. ask me anything. In that day, ye shall ask me nothing. What is that day? That, th- that day is referring to the, to the day that Jesus Christ, he was talking to his disciples. And he said, a time will come. They will kill me and I will rise up and I will go to the Father. when after I have left the earth and gone to heaven, stop asking me because now that I am with you on earth, you are asking me things. But a day will come, I will not be with you. And then when I leave, don't ask me anything again. Don't ask me, but rather ask the Father. Don't ask me in that name, in that name, in, in that day, in that day. You shall ask me nothing. In that day, stop asking me. Stop asking me. Don't make your request to me. Don't send your prayer application to me. Send it to the Father. So that uh, you see, and why am I saying that? Because you see, some religious pray to other things, but not God.
4: Hmm. You're preaching, right?
1: Jesus said, No. In that day, you ask me nothing. The only person you should pray to is your Heavenly Father. That is why I say, Our Father, which is in heaven. Our father, which art in heaven, the only person we shall pray to is, you see, that is why it is sad. You see, and let me, and I'm saying this all carefully. It is sad to hear people praying to
3: Mary. No! You don't pray to Mary. You don't pray to Mary, you pray to God. You don't pray to Mary. Is Mary a great woman?
1: Mary is a great woman. Mary is a respected woman. Mary is highly favored, okay? Mary is highly favored. Mary is a wonderful man of God. Mary has a special place in the heart of God. Mary, mother
3: of God. But you do not pray to Mary. And I'm sure when people, and, and I'm sure Mary, Mary himself, is well, why are they even praying to me? I am
1: sure Mary is wondering, why are they even praying to me? When in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, listen to what Mary said. In Luke 1, What did Mary say in Luke chapter 1, verse 38?
4: Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Yeah, go ahead. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, let it be unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her.
1: Mary himself mm. said, behold, the handmaiden. Mary herself, you see, Mary called herself a handmaiden or a servant of the Lord. She herself, she said, I'm a servant of the Lord. So me, I'm a, me myself, I'm a servant of the Lord. And so why are you praying for me? It's like you want something from the house and you're asking the house the house girl. Mm. And the house girl is telling you, to, look, yes, the boss likes me. I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a good servant in this house. Madam likes me or my master likes me. But if you want something, don't ask me, go ask madam. Go ask mm-hmm. the sir. Mary herself says that I am a handmaid. me Mary, me Mary. I am me, myself, I am a handmaiden of the law. So why are you asking something, you want something in the house, you want something important, instead of talking to the master, you're going to talk to the maid? Mm-hmm. No matter how good the maid is. No matter how good the maid is. Pray to God. We don't listen to me. We don't even pray to Jesus. That's Jesus said, Look, in that day you shall ask me nothing. We don't even pray to Jesus. We pray to God. Our request, our prayer request, our prayer request goes to the Father, our Father. Our father. We respect Mary. Mary is honorable. We even call him the mother of God. Fine, maybe he's the mother of God. I'm, I will not dispute it. Maybe it's because if if, if Jesus was God, then he's a mother of God. Maybe he's a mother of God. But Jesus said, when you pray, say our father. He didn't say our mother, our father. Mm. Pray. Mm. How to get your prayers answered. That's number number two. I I hear me? Yes. And number 3. Number 3. And number 3. Pray in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Pray in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let us pray in the name of Jesus. John chapter 16. Go back to the verse that we read. sixteen twenty three. The verse we read. John sixteen twenty three.
4: John 16, verse 23. Yes. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you.
1: Amen. Clear. It is so clear. And in that day, which is when I leave, you guys should not ask me anything. No, don't. Don't ask me anything. Peter, James, John, don't ask me anything. But rather, this is what I want you to do. You should ask the father. But use my name. That's it. Go ask the father, but use my name. The one you are going to get, the one that you are going to get a thing from is the father. But use my name. And you, you, everybody must understand the importance of names, name dropping. That is why people drop names. Mm. I am sure. I am sure that if you, for example, I am sure if you were to go to uh, Bernice's house, and say, Benice, <laughs> I want you to give me ten dollars. She'll probably look at me and say, Hell no, <laughs> you have the wrong house. You are the wrong house, girl. Ten dollars, no way.
3: <laughs>
1: but if you go and say, Benice Reverend has asked me to come and collect ten mm. Yeah. dollars, mm. she'll give you options then because of the name you have used. Mm. <laughs> And I hope she has a respect for that name. Yes. Hey. Like
2: <laughs> oh, yes, you know.
1: Benny's not coming <laughs> from that church. For sure. Oh,
0: yeah, me too. Me too, I'll come.
1: You'll come, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm
3: so, on my so, way.
1: So, 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 her, 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 her willingness to give you the $10 is because of the respect he has for that name. Not because of who you are. Not at all. Are you hearing me? Yes. So Jesus said, look, I have a certain good standing with the Father. When it comes to the Father, me and the Father, we are close. I have a good standing. So when you ask the Father, in my name, you are more likely to get it. Mm. Mm. And I've come to see that, look, in life, eh, you get things done faster when you have the right name.
3: Mm.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. The right name, the use of the right name makes a lot of difference. Hallelujah. Amen. So he, said, he told the disciples, look, from now on, it's when you come, you want a car, go to the Father and say, Father, I need a car. But I'm asking for the car in the name of Jesus. Because mm. the name of Jesus has a good standing. The Bible says that he's sitting at the right hand. You see, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. The name of Jesus has a good standing with God. So Jesus said that don't come in your name, don't come in your right, just ask in my name, just ask my name for the same reason why people respect names. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So the name has a good standing, he's on the right hand of the father, and 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 more importantly, more importantly, the name of Jesus. Okay, the name of Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Okay, the name of Jesus. Okay? Has power or is recognized in all the three worlds. Sure. Yeah. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10.
4: Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the
1: earth. Amen. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the In other words, that name, that powerful name is respected in all realms. So whether you are being attacked from things on earth, whether you are being attacked by things on earth, or things under the earth, all things in heaven. It doesn't matter what you are fighting or what you are dealing with. That name has power in all realms. Mm. And this is very important because you see, a name may be powerful in one part of the world, but it has no meaning in another. Mm. For example, maybe if I go to Ghana, I'm using Ghana as an example. If I go to Ghana and I said hello, President Addo, who is the friend of Ghana, President Addo has asked me to come and give a speech here, maybe in some part of Ghana, or President Addo has come, asked me to come and collect something from here, because his name has power in that country, I will be listened to. But I'm sure if I go to Afghanistan mm-hmm. and I say, President Akufuado, he say, President Akufu, who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I go to Iran, what do you say? Aquafu? <laughs> <laughs> <Kuf-kutu. Kuf-kutu>. Kufku? <laughs> Kufu Adu? His name has no power there. Are you hearing mm-hmm. me? Yes. By the name of Jesus has power in all realms. In heaven. So whatever you are... Whatever you are dealing with what a what principality, whatever power, whether it is on earth, whether it's under the earth, whether it is above the earth. Once you mention the name of Jesus, that thing has no choice but to respond. Mm. And I, I want us to believe in the name. You see, it unfortunately, unfortunately, those of us here in America, Americans, we with those of us in America. Have some sometimes have used the name of Jesus as a swear word or a jargon.
2: Jesus, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) you are drinking a cup of tea and the tea spills on you. Jesus, oh my god, the name of Jesus is not a slogan. Oh, (laughs) wait, you see, by that, somehow, somehow we have trivialized. I mean, you're going to catch a bus, and as soon as you go there, you just miss the bus by two minutes. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes don't, you don't even say Jesus. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you see, look. The name of Jesus is not a slogan, okay? It's not, oh, my God. It's power. Oh, man. You see? Yes. And, and, and sometimes the reason why it has lost its power to us is that we have trivialized it.
2: Stop
3: mm.
1: trivializing the name of Jesus.
3: Stop joking with that name. In Acts chapter 4 verse 10, Acts
1: chapter four verse ten. The power in that name. The power in that name. In
3: Acts chapter four verse ten.
4: Acts chapter four verse ten. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before
1: you whole. here yeah, this is clear. This was one. Peter and John did a powerful miracle. The guy was crippled and was always lying at the temple for so many years. And when Peter and John got there, they stretched out their hands and the guy suddenly got healed. And everybody was amazed, wondering what's going on. What power is this? What authority is this? Then Peter said, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I'm I'm not talking about Jesus Christ of, you see, he was very specific, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If there's any Jesus Christ of India, or Jesus Christ of Peru, or Jesus Christ of Guatemala, that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, does this man stand? You know, the name of Jesus is what raised the guy. Rich. Power in the name. Healing in the name. Salvation in the name. Miracles in the name. Let me tell you something. It's time we lift up the name of Jesus to its rightful place. And instead of playing games with it, trivializing over it, we should not Stop swearing and cursing people with the name of Jesus. (laughs) Power in the name. He said, by the name of Jesus Christ. So as I end this service, I want us to begin to believe in the name. Pray to the Father in the name. The Bible said that at the mention of that name, everything on earth, okay, in heaven, and underneath it, they shall respond. So it doesn't even matter where it is coming from. It doesn't matter where you need it from. Once you know how to use that name, there is tremendous power in that name. So Peter told the people that, listen to me. You see this guy who's walking? You see this cripple who's standing? It is not because of me, Peter. It is not because of my good works. But it is because of the name of Jesus. And I want us to believe in that name, how to pray. And once we use that name, I don't care what is coming at you. I don't care what is coming at me. I don't care what has been designed. I know that I have a power, a power, a power, a power. You see, see, let me tell you something. The right power in the hand of the right person is dangerous. That's
3: it.
1: Wow. Hallelujah. Mm. And the believer has tremendous power with the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So this afternoon, we shall continue next week. But I want you to, to, I want us to end this service to, this afternoon with a lot of faith in that name. That no matter what, once you deploy that name appropriately, it works. Mm. May the name of Jesus work for you. Amen. May anything that is coming against you, why don't you stand at your feet and let us pray. Pray in that name. Pray in that name. Pray in that name. Say a word of prayer. concerning whatever you need. Whatever is, you. whatever is coming against you.
2: Pray in that name. Use that name. Just to say that
1: in that day, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Whatever you shall ask the Father. Is it a job that you need? Is it healing? I want us to spread our boundaries. You need healing. You need a job. You need your
2: peace. You need your family. You need security. You need
1: protection. Then you have a name to use. Ask the Father. Ask the Father. Ask the Father. Ask the name. In my name. The Father. In
2: my name. Believe in the name. Peter said, Peter said, it's not know my it own right. You see, this guy standing because the name he was yeah, my name, 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 my my name, my name, my my name, my my name, 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 send me, my name, send me, send me, You need you need. me, me, My name. My name. This Let's use the name. Let's use the name. In my 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 name. In In name. O, the the name of Jesus, in the father, name of Jesus, i to the mama. This guy is in his name, his his name. in his name, is in his name, name, is in his name, name, is in his name, 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 Give my name Give my name Give my name Give my name
3: Thank you Holy
1: Spirit Father we thank you for this We thank you for the name of Jesus We thank that there is power in that name Yes in that At the mention of that name Yes Lord. Everything oh God Everything under yes, the earth will respond. Yes. On earth will respond. Heaven oh, will respond. Oh, yes. That's why this afternoon we gather as a church. Us, yes, trusting in that name. Yes. Asking the Father in that name. Yes. Father, Lord. this afternoon we stand, oh God.
3: Yes. Lord. As
1: a church of oh God. And we are yes. asking the Father in the name of Jesus for healing. Yes. Let every sickness of the heart, sickness of the kidney, sickness of the breast, yes. every tumor, every infection, and that sickness of the mind. Yes. However, we ask them to go away in the name of Jesus.
2: Amen. Jesus name.
1: Thank you, Lord. We are asking God for protection in the name. Mm-hmm. Because of the name, we shall go in peace and we shall come in peace. Yes. Father, we are asking for the peace that comes in that name. Mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are asking that any word that is spoken against us negatively, we are reversing that word in the name of Jesus. In
4: the Mm -hmm. name of Jesus.
1: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. By that name, Father, even for our church. We are asking for more, to be fruitful. May we be fruitful. May we multiply. May we increase. And we are asking that in the name of Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. May we become a shining light. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. May many be saved. In our church, in the name of Amen. Jesus.
2: Amen.
1: Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you.
4: Yes.
1: We come against the spirit of di- divorce. In the name of Jesus, may marriage be established.
3: Amen.
1: In the name of Jesus. Let the wayward children come back home. We command them to come back home in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, let every evil tongue or evil eye directed against us be reversed back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before we close, you are here, you came to church, you heard this message. The Bible says that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I came to die for you on the cross. And it was because of you that I shed my blood the bible says if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth we shall be saved there is there is there is salvation in the name of jesus no other name has salvation but only in jesus so if you are and, and by salvation i mean i'm talking about heaven and hell i'm not even talking about your job no i'm talking about heaven and hell and if you are not sure whether you are born again If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, if you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die, if you are struggling with your life, God seems far away. This afternoon, I present to you the man Jesus Christ, savior of the world. So why don't you say this after me, Heavenly Father? Heavenly Father. This afternoon. This afternoon. This afternoon. I come to you as a sinner. I, I come, come to you as a sinner. As a sinner. Lord, Jesus.
2: Lord Jesus,
1: have mercy on me. Have mercy on I me. me. I, I want to be saved. I want, I want to, be, to saved. be saved. I need to be saved. I
2: need, I need to, be saved. to be saved.
1: Thank you for saving me.
2: Thank you for Thank saving you. me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus', Jesus in name. Amen.
1: Thank Amen. Amen. Pray this prayer for the first time. There's a number on the screen. I want you to send a text message to that number or WhatsApp, and we shall reach you. And God will bless you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.